This episode is sponsored by Harry's. What makes Harry's special? Harry's is the only shaving company that has both amazing quality and low prices. German-engineered, five-blade cartridges, close, comfortable shave, no cuts or burns, quality guaranteed, full refund if you're not happy. Over one million guys have already made the switch, and thousands more switch every day. The Harry's starter set is an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Harry's doesn't like to discount because their prices are already really low, but we've worked out a special offer for you guys. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code GRUBSTREET. Stop overpaying for a great shave and start the new year off right. Go to harrys.com right now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter code GRUBSTREET at checkout. No, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. There's a thousand of podcasts. They're all okay, you know, listen, mindless. I listen to like a lot of them. Have oh, yeah? Well, you should listen to this and share it with your you friends. Tell me what it's called. It's called the Grub Street Podcast <gasps> from New York Magazine. No way. Rock on. Rock on. So, Adam, I have a question for you. When you were a child, were there any vegetables that you didn't like eating? Or was it a, a point of concern at the plat dinner table whether young Adam would finish his fill-in-the-blank? Oh, I don't remember any vegetables. Eating. I, I don't. You didn't eat any. We used to eat, you know, I'm, I'm huge, my brothers are huge. We used to eat sort of like these competitive Vikings at a giant trough with like, we might have been wearing pointy hats and with horns on them and you know, big jugs of mead and dressed in fur. You know, well, like we like ate in volume and like everything we ever saw in front of us. We ate because we we actually grew up uh, uh, early on in Asia, so we had these group meals like Chinese food, and it was served in groups. So you eat you eat sort of in a lather. So we came into the U.S. and we're eating these little sort of entree, whatever portions, like little things on our plates. But to appease us, my mom. <laughs> My mother would just pile on, you know, the hamburgers or the Oscar Mayer wieners or the Pillsbury Doughboy biscuits, you know, for, we get up in the morning, this giant pyramid of Pillsbury Doughboy, we'd say, anyway, uh, uh, undoubtedly our favorite vegetable, mashed potatoes. There you have it, my friend. There you go. Nothing green, nothing green, mashed potatoes. And that's why we all weigh about 550 pounds right now. Welcome to the Grub Street Podcast. I'm Alan Sitzma. I'm here, as always, with our restaurant critic, Adam Platt. Howdy doody. And today, we are here to talk about the most prominent change that we have seen in restaurants over the last half decade. The renewed appreciation of vegetables and even vegan eating in a way that we haven't seen before. Unimaginable before. The vegan army is on the march. Back when it was all pork belly and steaks in 2005, uh, this would have been unfathomable. The good old days. Ham, snobs, parsing their little salty ribbons of this and that ham from Virginia and Kentucky. People talking about their favorite parts of the pig carcass. The lunatic burger craze. The steak eaters. Just it used to be that the lands, the, the dining landscape, the food landscape in New York was just just armies of carnivores roamed it up and down. But now, no more. Vegan army is with us. No more. Pro- it probably vegetables are you know vegetables are to use an internet phrase, hot recently. Very hot. Hot. You have uh, chefs who, and I've written about this. So have you. 
uh, very high level chefs all have their little vegetable menus now. You have vegetable tasting rooms. Uh, I think you could say 2015 was the year of the veggie burger in Manhattan. You could certainly say that. Yeah, you know, veggie burgers used to be this, this sort of grim assemblage of mung beans and alfalfa sprouts or whatever the heck, right? Yeah. Now they're all different kinds of veggie burgers, and I, as much as I hate to admit it, some of them are pretty dang good. Some of them are good. You have written that. I have. Some of them are pretty good. And uh, what, what they're doing now, and this is true of all the veg- you know, vegetables, and all these chefs, again, it's the, it's, it's the top-level chefs. And when it comes to the veggie burger, they're concentrating not so much, they are concentrating on the veggies, but they're concentrating on making a product which is uncannily like tastes, feels, weighs, looks uncannily like a real cheeseburger. It's really quite something to behold. Well, this is also the year, even beyond veggie burgers, that a certain phrase rose to prominence in the way that Housemaid did or uh, locally sourced, well, all of that. Yeah. What was it? Vegetable Veg- forward. Vegetable forward. Yeah. So, so this about, is menus yeah. that are not Vegetable strictly forward. vegan or right. vegetarian. Yeah. They have some meat, but Vegetable forward. Yeah. vegetables play a part where they are the yeah. centerpiece of right. most of the dishes. And I, and I think it's a part of it. And again, it's all over town. You know, the chefs who are talking about this movement and are sort of leading the cause, There, are, I, I would say there are a lot of new restaurants that are like this that are pretty good. Little Park, which is Andrew Carmelini's mm-hmm. vegetable forward mm-hmm. uh, restaurant. There's El Ray, which is a little coffee shop that focuses very heavily on vegetables. Um, even Michael Anthony, the chef from Gramercy Tavern, everybody likes it. He has well, Untitled at the Whitney, which focuses a lot yeah. on, you know, bright, fresh presentation of vegetables. Jan, Jan Barber, Blue Hill. I mean, a lot of them have been doing it. Like, Blue, you know, you don't go to a, a, a grand restaurant in New York these days without there being a legumes vegetable section of the menu. And they, right. And the vegetables are done in all sorts of different and interesting ways. And, you know, it's for a variety of reasons. Well, right? the cynical way to look at it is because pork prices and beef prices are through the roof. So That's chefs right. have had to look to other places Think, to keep their right. costs down. That's cost cost down. Also, um, there's been a, you know, I think it's sort of a cyclical shift from the, I've called it the age of the carnivore to the age of the veggievore. Uh, a lot of prominent writers, uh, Mark Bittman, um, Michael Pollan, who wrote Omnivore's Dilemma, you know, his famous quote is, the perfect diet is what? A little bit of, well, how does it go? Eat real food, not too much, mostly vegetables. Yeah, mostly vegetables. So that that's a that's become sort of a, a cultural mantra. Uh, the chefs have followed suit. Uh, also, top cooks, chefs in New York, and also the diners are all looking for the next trend. And um, we've pretty much been running through trends at such a high speed thanks to the Internet. This has nothing to do with the internet. Thanks to the internet. This one has nothing to do with the internet. Thanks to the internet. I think people just got tired of going out to these gout fests at all these restaurants where it's just like, it's just beef larded up with foie gras, with pork on top of that, with bacon. Listen to you. For three years, two years earlier, you would have been talking about all that stuff. I bet you know all the parts of the pig. They're not tired of it. They're still eating it. They're just eating more vegetables, which is not a bad thing, by the way. I like it. Yeah, of course you like I'm into it. You're a healthy individual. I like that dinner now doesn't have to be like just an orgy of excess to be seen as like a satisfying meal out. There's sort of a nod towards, you know, environmental concerns, being a better steward of the world, you know. But I like it because it forces the chefs into creativity in a way that 
giant proteins don't really. I mean, pork belly, there's one way to serve pork belly. And a lot more ways to serve a beet. A carrot. Serve a carrot. Who cares about a carrot? Why would you want to pay $15 for a carrot in a fancy restaurant? So you don't like it? Sure, I like it. Whatever. I don't know. It's just another trend. It's fine. I, I wish I ate more vegetables. I wish I wasn't raised on mashed potatoes and Pillsbury Doughboy biscuits. But we I, can change that. You just like trends. You like fashions. You're susceptible. I'm not. I'm enthusiastic. Well, I'm open sure. to new experiences. That's for sure. I'm not set in my ways. It's a trend. I'm willing, I'm willing to investigate something new. All right. All right. I think I can convince my, you. My daughters love vegetables. My wife loves vegetables. You know, they're members of the vegan army. They have their Brussels sprouts. They're munch, 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 chomp, 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 little squirrels running around. They love it. Yeah, our family dynamic, I sort of lumber behind them like the large family hippo. Now let's take a minute to hear from our sponsor, Harry's. Harry's is the only shaving company that has both amazing quality and low prices. I think any guy who's ever been to a drugstore to buy razor blades know that it's sort of a hassle. They cost a lot of money. You have to, like, open that weird plastic alarm thing that tends to go off or they keep them behind the counter. It's just it's a real pain. Uh, but Harry's cuts that out with its German-engineered five-blade cartridges that have factory direct prices. They cut out the middleman. Harry's ships right to your door, sells the blade at half the price of the leading brand. Over 1 million guys have already made the switch, and thousands more switch every day. Why pay $32 for an 8-pack of blades when you can get them for half the price at harrys.com? The Harry's Starter Set is an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Harry's doesn't like to discount because their prices are already low, but we've worked out a special offer. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code GRUBSTREET. Stop overpaying for a great shave and start the new year off right. Go to harrys.com right now. That's harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter code GRUBSTREET at checkout. But you, there's a place you like. What is that? That I have not been and you have been. By Chloe. Oh. Oh, yeah. By Chloe is a, I don't really know what By Chloe is. It just sort of landed in, in my neighborhood on McDougal Street. Lines out the door. It's a corner. It's a corner, little corner restaurant. And it's vegan. As opposed to vegetarian, as opposed to vegetable forward, it's like flat vegan. Straight up vegan. And you go there, and it's filled with skinny people. And the sound, it sounds like you're in the middle of a giant bird cage. So uh, we're here standing at the line in a uh, very popular restaurant called By Chloe. Uh, let the record show that basically the streets outside are empty. It's approaching, I don't know, minus 15 degrees. It's cold as hell out there. It's approaching 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so most people have eaten lunch, except apparently in this place, which is packed. Based on the line, we're not going to be eating for about two hours. Yeah, we've been standing over here for about 10 minutes. Yeah, not moving very quickly. Again, it's 3 in the afternoon on a sub-zero weekday in New York City. And we're standing in line for quinoa burgers and beet ketchup. You know... That's what they're standing in line for. What? J.G. Mellon, right across the street. Good burger. You know what? Empty. Burgers, fries, martinis. J.G. Mellon, one of the classic New York burger joints, right across the street, recently opened downtown branch, standing empty. They must look across here and just scratch their giant heads. Like, what the heck is going on? You have... A lot of time to stare at the menu on the wall. 
and I'm sort of dreading it. The classic burger is tempa, lentil, chia, and walnut patty. I don't know about this. The two, two sort of totem dishes for the craze are one's obviously the veggie burger, and then there's avocado toast. Of which there are two varieties on the menu here. Yeah. Lots of grim looking smoothies. Sorry. 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 I'm actually getting run over here by pink cheeked vegan loons. Here comes somebody else. Jesus Christ. This is not how I want to be spending my Wednesday. I'm going to wear a crash helmet next time. They have branded young coconuts, which is a very nice touch. God. Right next to their coconut cups. So what do you do? You cut that and you drink the guzzle the water like Robinson Crusoe? Yeah. No, I've got my eye on the matcha kelp noodles. So they have a lot of grim looking stuff here. These, this uh, raw vanilla bean chia pudding, four ninety five. Tiny little helping for what looks like frog sputum. Uh, so can we get one smashed avocado toast? Okay. Uh, one bis- whiskey barbecue. Uh, one guac burger and two classic burgers. And a Greek salad. What else do we need? Quinoa taco? If I'm going to be here, I need a beer. That? I'll do the Founders IPA. Let's try the Kale Caesar with shiitake bacon. Whatever that, whatever that is. So I have one avocado toast, one whiskey barbecue, one guac burger, two classic burgers, one Greek salad, one quinoa taco, one Kale Caesar, and one Founders IPA. Holy moly. Is that everything? Yeah, that's everything. All right, it's going to be 92.11. Damn. So let the record show we get one of these buzzy things. What are these called? So they vibrate when your food is ready, just as if we were at, you know, Joe's Crabs in Miami. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Walking in, you can tell that this is a corporate enterprise in a way that a lot of the other places are not. It's a partnership between a Food Network personality and a massive restaurant group called E-Squared that runs a zillion club restaurants around town. And just walking in, you can tell immediately that this one is built with the idea that they're going to build 10 more in the next two years. And you know what? If they're selling stock, I might buy it. <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad investment. They're already selling their, you know, see these hats with, you know, selling t-shirts for much more than it costs to buy a, one of their burgers. Get a branded coconut for your daughters. <clears throat> they throw it back at me. It feels like being in a rush hour subway train filled with lentils. I'll be involved. What is this? <laughs> Tell what us you your doing? name. Tell us your name. My name is Jen. Where are you from? Brooklyn. What are you doing here? Eating. Do you live? Do you work here? No. You just hanging out? Yeah. How'd you hear about it? Uh, my friends love it. And you've come back. Yeah, it's sick. What's it's sick? What's your favorite food? Guac burger. Guac burger, rock on. We got one of those. There you go. Jen's friend is here. <laughs> she likes the place too. Yeah, I come here like every single day. <laughs> you got madness in your eyes. <laughs> what does that mean? So every time we come here, actually, she thinks we're gonna meet Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Miley That's Cyrus. That's a fun fact here. about her. Oh, Miley Cyrus likes this place. Yeah. So last time I was here, no, I came here on a Monday and she was Miley here. Miley Cyrus lived in LA. Do you think she waits in line? She didn't gets, wait in line. Gets bumped all no, no, over the place. I was here. She didn't she wait in line. She didn't wait in line. Basically, what happened was she vegan her too? friends were here. They sat down at the table. They ordered everything for her, and she just walked in. Just that would have been the way to do it. Yeah. What's your What's your name? My name is Sammy Taylor. Sammy T, for sure, they call me. I'm actually a full meat eater, but I have an addiction to veggie burgers. 
And this is the best veggie burger I've ever had. Look a little, a little yeah, sunken and thin. Look, you know, they all think I'm on drugs. I'm a rock singer. It's my image. All right. Well, I don't even know where to start. I think this is the their burger, right? Let's try that. Remember, we're talking about a veggie burger. They all suck, except for now. The texture. They got. They do the thing everyone's doing now. They put on a fast food bun, lettuce, tomato, pickles. It almost masks the fact that there's a tiny little thin mushy patty, and the ketchup is a lot sweeter than your classic Heinz. But overall, not bad. I'm not disappointed in it. It eats like a burger. I'm not unhappy with it. It eats like a burger. It gets like more dense and squeezy as you eat it. It's got what I like to call good hand feel. Everything's very colorful. There are a lot of greens and purples and reds and yellows popping out all over. Everything's orange. Everything's sort of technicolor. Everything that isn't a grain, which is brown, is sort of technicolor and vibrant in a way that's not unappealing. The only true way to measure that a vegan restaurant's worth is its avocado that toast. That looks pretty grim to me. It's very decorative. It's sort of unwieldy. It's too big. That avocado cannot be fresh. It's got all sorts of vegetables on it. It's got a pomegranate seed. It looks grim. It weighs as much as a construction. It's like a paving stone. Hold the pomegranate next time. It's sort of salty. Very salty. Salty in that fast food. Not with it. I don't like it much. Let's try the seitan. So let's just the seitan barbecue. Let's cut it in half. It actually, it actually looks like barbecue. It's like it falls around. The seitan looks sort of like brisket barbecue. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't taste like brisket barbecue. Is this a pineapple? Yeah. This actually tastes like, you know, seitan that's been soaked in some kind of sweet pepper barbecue sauce. I don't think it's that good. The Admiral agrees. Thumbs down. All right. Here we go. Moment of truth. How many stars? Uh, we ran a piece on Grub Street a few weeks ago calling this the most successful restaurant of 2015. It's easy to see why, with the throngs of people spilling out on a frigid zero-degree day. What's the verdict? I'll give two stars to the burger and one star to the restaurant. Nice, fast, casual, as they say. I think the real question is, do you think this trend is here to last? Do you think in a... In a year, this place is still be mobbed at three in the afternoon when it's minus 30 degrees outside. I think like all great, huge, very popular places, the best parts of it will trickle out. It will start to lose a little bit of its sheen, but it will remain the centerpiece of the trend as long as it lasts. I, I actually tend to think that the, the whole vegetarian trade is less of a trend than it's... It's more of a lifestyle thing, which is sort of taking hold. With people uh, basically um, younger and more sensible than myself. Can't disagree. The Admiral cannot disagree. Three Let the stars. record show. We three think. Stars. Well, I'm going to give three stars. Three stars. Don't get carried away. Three stars. It's more than per se. Who cares about per se? Nobody goes to per se anymore. They're all eating veggie burgers, my friend. Let the record show. This gentleman looks like a real burger lover. He's got a dress in a. He's, got, he's wearing a suit. Well spoken. He looks a little out of place. <laughs> so do you, my friend. Thank you, sir. It's all right. It's a new. It's a new age. So there you have it. Vegetables. I'm a convert. Platt's a convert. No, Platt's not a convert. You took me to the place. Yeah, well. 
Yeah, the burger, not bad. Uh, that's it for this edition of the Grub Street Podcast. Thanks, as always, to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply, as well as our producer, Sam Dingman. Uh, we're going to be back here with another episode in a couple weeks. In the meantime, if you like this, make sure you tell everyone that you know that it's good, that they should subscribe and listen. For Mr. Platt, I'm Alan Sitzma. Thanks for listening. Thank you.